Let's hear this word from the Gospel of Mark in Mark chapter 1, verses 21 through 28. They, being Jesus and and his disciples, went to Capernaum. And when the Sabbath came, he entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Now just then there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit. And he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. They were all amazed, and they kept on asking one another, What is this? A new teaching, and with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And at once his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. Would you pray with me, please? Gracious God, open our ears that we may hear your truth. Open our eyes that we may see your kingdom. And open our hearts and minds that we might know the cries of our brothers and sisters who are hurting and hungry and sometimes even dying without the knowledge of your love for them. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts together be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. And all God's people said, Amen. You know, one of the hallmarks of Mark's gospel is his insistence that there is an urgency in Jesus' mission and ministry. Remember last week in the verses just prior to today's lesson when Jesus was calling the disciples to follow him? Remember how they didn't hesitate? Remember how they immediately left everything behind so that they could follow Well, we see something similar to that today. We're still in the first chapter of Mark's gospel and his telling of the good news, and already so much has happened. You see, Jesus is a man on a mission in Mark's eyes. Now, he's not wasting any time in getting his message out there. And that's one of the things that I like to point out as we look at the gospels. You see, each gospel has its target audience that it wants to reach. Each gospel has a specific message that it wants to tell. And each gospel has its own style and its own emphasis in telling that message. Mark's emphasis is on the urgency of what Jesus is doing, what Jesus is teaching. In our lesson this morning, Jesus went to Capernaum where he entered the synagogue and taught. Now, by this time, he must have had a reputation of some sort. Otherwise, the leaders of the synagogue would have been hesitant to allow him to teach on the Sabbath. Now, let me tell you, I'll guarantee you that should someone that I don't know show up here at McFarland just a few minutes before worship and tell me that they have a word to speak and teach to this congregation, well, I will not so subtly tell them to buzz off. And I find it hard to imagine that the leaders of the synagogue in Capernaum would be much different. So... We have this idea that Jesus has already developed a reputation. Remember, folks had no idea, though, that he was the Son of God. And because of his reputation, he was allowed to speak, to preach, and to teach in the synagogue that morning. And he did so with authority. 
He spoke with an authority that commanded attention and impressed the people who were there in worship on that Sabbath morning. Jesus taught and the people listened in rapt attention. And so did the demons who were inhabiting a man in that congregation that morning, the man that was with an unclean spirit. Now, it can be argued, and it has been argued, that much of what the gospel writers tell us about demons would be a first century understanding of people who are dealing with mental health issues or other medical issues. In fact, the Greek word for seizure, epiplesia, the root, is the root of the word that describes the medical condition of epilepsy. It's one of the words that could have been used to describe what happened in this interaction between Jesus and this man who was possessed, but it wasn't. Now, first off, I have to tell you that I don't believe in the devil. Now, at least not the devil as he or she is depicted in art, mythology, and in common American evangelical understanding of what the devil represents. However, I do believe in evil. And looking around our world today, in this moment in time, I think that we can see an evil spirit or spirits are a darkness that is at the edges trying to encroach upon the light that represents everything that is good in the world. And it's not the first time that we've seen that evil spirit. And it won't be the last. There's an evil spirit that's prevalent in our world today. We've seen it rear its ugly heads several times over the last century. It was present in the rise of Nazism and totalitarianism that we saw following the end of World War I and heading into the period leading to World War II. It was present in the ideas that led to the Holocaust that killed six million Jews, plus an unknown number of Roma, who are more commonly known as the Gypsies, along with homosexuals, Jehovah's Witnesses, Slavic peoples and others who fit the Nazi ethic of subhuman filth who are undeserving of life. And, and of course, that included political prisoners who thought the, that the Nazi ideology was nothing but pure evil. And on that Sabbath morning, that evil, that demonic spirit or spirits that inhabited this man who attended synagogue on that morning when Jesus was there, that spirit who recognized who Jesus was and in the man's voice cried out to Jesus, what have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. You're the Holy One of God. And Jesus told him to shut up. The text in the New Revised Standard Version may have been a little bit more polite than that, but the original Greek is more forceful and shut up is a closer iteration of what Jesus said. The Greek is forceful, it's direct. Jesus tells the demon to shut up and come out. And that demon obeys what Jesus orders it to do. The demonic is overcome by the light of Christ, a theme that's consistent throughout the Gospels. The light of Christ came into the world and the darkness did not overcome it. In our world today, we see a darkness and an evil that's hard to ignore. Our politics are filled with a divisiveness that we've probably not seen since the Civil War. The political rhetoric is designed to heighten the tensions and devalue the commonalities that we share as followers of Christ. Yet, 
We are called in our baptism to renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of our sin while accepting the freedom and power God gives us to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves. As Jesus teaches and preaches with authority, we are called to act with authority, to make a difference in this world that we live in. The evil that is thriving in our world does not have the final word. Jesus has the final word. And Jesus tells that evil to shut up and get out. We need to do the same. In Jesus' name, we have the power to banish evil and let the light of Christ shine. We have that power if we let it be so. And we allow Christ to work in us and through us to make a difference in this pray that it might be so. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We invite you to visit our website at mcfarlandumc.org to learn more about our church and the ministries that we provide to the Rossville and East Lake communities around Chattanooga. May God's blessings be yours.